Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Pro Vocal Artist Podcast. We're talking about prioritization, making time for your artistry in your week. We're also going to be talking about your competitive advantage as an artist in the music industry. And I have a few words on mixed voice. My name is Gemma and I help singers transition into a successful music artist career. If you want information about that, check the description. So um, the pro tip for today is talking about prioritization. So when I'm on a call with a new student, I ask the question, what would you like my help on the most? And often the answer is, I want you to help me strategize. And what is strategy? What is strategizing? Well, it's kind of like a fancy word for, I help somebody prioritize in the direction of a goal. So I help you decide a goal and then I help you make sure that you're just doing the right actions and you're not doing the wrong actions to get you to that goal the fastest. And also on top of that, there's accountability along the way too. But strategy really is devising a plan in the direction of a goal. And it's about deciding what we don't do and what we do do. I think one of the most challenging things I find for me as like a business owner, and I know for artists it's the same, is just the shiny object syndrome. Like constantly try this, try that. Have you done ads? Are you recording your music in this way? You should use Logic. No, you should use Ableton. You should be in co-writes. You should always write on your own. You should do this singing technique. Mixed voice is stupid. You need a belt. And you're like, oh my God, what is the way? And it's really getting clarity on that and knowing like how to kind of put your blinders on and look straight ahead and trust in the actions you've chosen to take and to because most of them are going to require repetition right so if you're going to get any leverage any momentum in the direction of a goal there needs to be repetition of action so there needs to be some kind of habitual commitment to something over time and if you keep getting pulled in different directions for different ways to do something or go about something or achieve something you're just going to be spinning your wheels in the mud and we can't we don't want to have that right okay let's talk about setting the goal for a moment goals can be hard like achieving goals like trying to figure out what I can do, what's inspiring enough, what stretches me enough that isn't overwhelming, that isn't outlandish, that isn't unrealistic, that allows for the kind of randomness that's going to occur along the way. How do I set that goal, choose that goal, and how do I stay on track with that goal and control my universe? Because I believe that, I know this has nothing to do with singing or artistry, but I recommend that everyone starts with setting a fitness goal. Like, and the reason I say that, not only is it good for you and it's good for your health and all, blah, 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 all of that obvious stuff, but I actually think that it teaches you how to achieve a goal. And for me, it's like the beginner level type goal because it's so controllable and it's so easy to measure, unlike artistry or business or relationships. Fitness is like, eat this food, go to the gym, do this movement over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> eat the food, eat the food, eat the food. And it it works and you can control it and there are no variables and you can measure it and you can see your progress along the way. Unlike business, unlike, I mean, obviously you can measure business through numbers as well and you're mad if you don't do that. Artistry is even more chaotic, like what's a successful song? What's a successful promotion campaign? Um, how do I measure progress in my voice? Like it's quite 
challenging and there's like lots of variables and there's lots of subjectivity in artistry um there's a lot more randomness as well in business and then jesus christ relationships trying to find a husband or a man or a boyfriend or like a short-term or long-term relationship and the variables that you have to account for within that and trying to achieve i mean that's like the most advanced level goal to attain i think so what i'm saying is start with fitness if you want to and the other reason okay I have a third reason so the first reason is like obvious duh health live longer blah 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 second one is you get better at achieving goals and you actually like prove to yourself that you can do things you can achieve things and that actually goal setting works yay right loads of confidence building there um but the third thing is that it expands one of your three resources. So we we have three resources. We have time, we have energy, and we have money. And so fitness is going to expand your energy. You're going to have more energy. You're going to have more vitality, more clarity, more focus, more gusto, more testosterone, more drive. Um, so it's going to make, and, it's go, and, and you're going to have improved mood, improved outlook, improved attitude. So there's loads of brilliant things there in terms of expanding that resource. Money, financial things, that's easy to expand as well. Time, oh no, it's not. It's just a fixed thing. So when it comes to coming back to strategy and when it comes to prioritization, before you add any actions towards a goal into your life, you must subtract because remember time doesn't expand the way that energy will expand or or money will expand time is fixed so you have to remove create space if you want to do something you first of all have to go well what am I going to stop doing and you are mad if you think you can't you can like overlook that and just add more things into your life you have to figure out what you're going to stop doing because you know, that's also going to diminish your levels of energy and creativity as well. Even though you're expanding that slightly with fitness, it's not going to outweigh the amount of, that's going to be a minimal expansion. Bringing things in is always going to be more of an impact on your energy. So I think that as as a main take, or as a couple of main takeaways from that, get good at goal setting by starting with fitness and having a good strategy is all about the ability to remove things, to cut things from your life add the right things to your life and then trust that you are going in the right direction and continue to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and have patience over time that you will get there right and don't allow the noise of all the shiny objects and all the the people who say oh no I don't know and actually I want to flag one more thing does anybody get advice from like friends input from friends and family members about what you're doing if you're pursuing an artist career or an entrepreneurial career like I am I sometimes get some advice and input from family and friends and they're not in my industry but their opinions are very have a, a heavy weight to them because I care about these people so much and so when they have an opinion on what I'm doing especially if they feel like I'm not doing the right thing with my life it's very hard for me to kind of go oh, um not listen and, and kind of trust that I'm on the right path and that I've done my due diligence I've researched what I'm doing I understand who I am I'm aware like I know I know what I'm doing but you'll get pulled it's easy to get pulled off your track when you hear you know 
I think one of my family members was saying, oh God, you're putting out all this free content on YouTube and all of that should behind be behind a paywall. And are you sure that, you know, you're not, you could be earning a much higher wage if you were in the corporate market? And are you sure this is all worth it and it's going to work out? And, and I'm like, it's really important for me not to because I've pressed, I've made all of these decisions. I've thought about this. I've thought about like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and everything. But when you get pulled by a family member and you're like, oh, I really respect them and love them and I'm hearing their advice, but you have to remember and this could happen to you as an artist and somebody saying, ah, sure, are you still doing the singing? And I don't know, is that going anywhere? And sure, how could you make any money out of that? And blah, 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 right? they're not in the industry they don't fully understand why you're doing it what's motivating you they don't see the full picture they don't have all of the information they only have their perspective and paradigm of the world and they're very motivated by their love for you and by making sure that you're going to be okay and protected and it's kind of like it's a little bit fear driven but from also a place of love for you but it's important that you're able to kind of filter those opinions and that advice and say okay I I appreciate it thanks for caring but I know what I'm doing. You you chill. It's all good. So I just wanted to add that as well. Because I feel like that can be. You can have the best strategy in the world. And a family member will pull you for a chat. And you're like. Oh what am I doing with my life? <laughs> so just watch out for that. Okay. Second thing I wanted to talk about today. Was your competitive advantage. In the music industry. Is. I think it's about doing the thing that. Everybody else isn't willing to do. Anytime something is hard. Always remind yourself that the fact that this is hard means that few people will do it. And the fewer people that do it, then the more competitive advantage you have. What do you think is the hardest thing to commit your time to every week? I think it's songwriting. I think writing every week is a deep focused task that can get pushed down the priority list and admin stuff comes in or like skill set stuff like uh, yeah definitely building skill set is going to be important that's like close to songwriting but I just find that songwriting can get bumped by some people and I'm like Jesus this is the one thing if you could do it if you could only do one thing every week as an artist it would be to write music and get better at doing that so we have a co-writing system in Provocal Artist where we put an artist a producer and a co-writer into a group of three and how we measure the level of that a songwriter is at is not by listening to their music it's not by um, I mean that will be a way but it's not by listening to their music it's not by finding out what qualification they have it's by asking them how many songs have you written like how many songs have you finished and are you 30 plus are you 60 plus are you 100 plus and that gives us a really good idea of what level they're at as a writer so you really want to be getting the numbers up. Look, I'm only a few episodes into this podcast. I'm absolutely at the beginning. I'm still at the bit where somebody does a podcast. I'm still in the like 90% of people who will do like a couple of episodes of a podcast and stop, right? It's not until I make a hundred episodes of a podcast that I'm a podcaster. I'm a person who has a podcast, right? So I have to put the time in and I'm going to get so much better. I already feel like I know I'm only six episodes in, but I already feel like this is clicking and I'm getting good at this. And it's great because I feel like this is a creative outlet for me as well to have to, because this is like a performance. This is a, a talk I'm having to give and be try to be succinct and try to be informative and try to tell stories and make things engaging for you so that you learn and that you enjoy listening. And so there's a, there's a, 
art to that, I believe. Another thing I want to add to this whole idea of your competitive advantage is doing the hard things. For you to be able to do the hard things and have and maintain that competitive advantage over time, you need to create routine. And I know routine feels like the antithesis of creativity, but it's so necessary. Like you need parameters. Think about um, a little kid in a restaurant who's full of energy and they want to play but they can't they have to sit in their chair because the restaurant's full of other people and there's like sharp corners and edges on the tables that like if they ran around they could bang their head and something awful could happen right so they can't play and be free okay because it's too random and chaotic in there instead if they were at home and they were in their own child proofed room and they had their toys and they had like they weren't going to run out the door into traffic or they were safe there was parameters it was laid out okay then they can be as creative and fun and playful to their heart's desire and that's the exact same thing that routine is going to offer you as an, a creative if you create this guarded time this protected time in your day where you can't be disturbed where you're able to focus where you're able to explore the depths of your mind then you're going to thrive and you're going to be able to do that on a, and you want to be able to do that on a regular basis. And you do not want to waste any energy on when would be a good time to do some writing this week. Don't do that. Find a time, make the time and set the time and show up at that time. Do not wait to feel like it. Don't wait to be inspired. That is such a red herring of an idea. It's not some magical muse thing that we have to wait to arrive. We have to show up and sit down and do it. And it's difficult. Okay. For me, it's great because I have this deadline. I want to put a, a, a weekly podcast out. And maybe I don't feel like switching on a camera, putting on my makeup and starting to talk, but I have to. I've committed to it. I'm doing it every week. And even if I feel like I'm not in the best flow of my life, it doesn't matter. I'm doing it. And you've got to be the same with your writing. You've got to be kind of ruthless about it. If you show up every week, other people aren't doing that, right? It's your competitive advantage because if it's hard to do, then others aren't going to do it. You've got to remember every time there's like a magic combination here. Every time something is difficult to do, but you enjoy doing it while you're doing it, that's magic. That's a magic thing that you must always do because the fact that it's hard to do means that many others won't do it. And the fact that you enjoy doing it means that you can continue to do it for a long time and get better and better and better and better and better at it because it's very hard to repeat doing something when you don't enjoy it so you've enjoyed and it it kind of indicates that you have some flair or some aptitude for it as well so if you enjoy doing something but you find it hard and find it challenging that's a magic thing that you must do all the time okay <laughs> and if it's songwriting hooray oh my goodness and I'm telling you like creating original music something from nothing like that's so cool and it is a skill that everybody can get good at you've got to just sit down and do it and get good at it there is another thing that I feel like every songwriter singer should consider and should be wide open to and that is to writing with other writers who especially writers who are more advanced than you or more skilled than you and I think you should if you can enter into environments like co-writing environments we run an online co-write as part of Pro Vocal Artist we do it four weeks on four weeks off and we put you into intensive writing sessions for you've seven days to come up with a brand new song with two other people you may have never written with before and you will grow so much in that process and learn so much about yourself as an artist and as a writer okay so if you're feeling really lit up and inspired about songwriting right now as you listen to this 
you should definitely check out the Holistic Songwriting Academy's retreat in it's the 28th of August to the 1st of September it's in Germany I went to the one in Tenerife in April oh my god guys it's so brilliant and fun and wonderful and like the education is amazing but you're going to get to write songs with people every single day amazing producers and I have a feeling that a lot of people that watch me are more like strong as artists and as singers and maybe as producers and musicians that might be more of an auxiliary skill set but you're going to get to meet other producers and artists and musicians um, who have different skill sets to you that you get to work with who you show up and they're like oh my god your voice I want to like make music with you will you go because it's so good I think they've only got a couple of places I think it's super affordable for what they do and like when we were in Tenerife there was a chef there was a pool like I, I don't know what the whole setup is going to be in Germany I'm sure it'll still be all gorgeous and fabulous and um, I know the team that are organizing it will make it amazing but it was such a fun like fulfilling fill your heart up kind of experience and and buzz and they're really good people you'll like if you like my vibe then you'll love their vibe you'll love the whole experience and it's going to just explode your inspiration and your progress as a writer and as an artist but my main uh, takeaway for you on that is that songwriting is a hell of a skill if something is hard for you to do know that that means that lots of other people won't do it so you're getting a competitive advantage there and um, but if you enjoy doing it but it's still hard but you enjoy it that's a magic thing that you need to do and repeat and repeat and repeat and routine create space and decide the time that you show up and you do it and create some form of an obligation to it like some kind of a deadline where it's like every week a song gets done and that's it right okay and for your final tip today we're talking about mix voice and I just had a like epiphany about writing my singing course and about mix voice and about pop vocal technique and how they're all colliding into one thing in my mind now by the way just in case you don't know I do have a free vocal warm-up that I think is pretty good people seem to like it a lot and it's two videos one video is just me uninterrupted teaching you like or just giving you the vocal vocalizing so you're just vocalizing with me right and then the second video is a tutorial like where I watch the video of me doing the exercises and I'm like okay there you need to make sure that blah 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 right so I do all the technique and talk over stuff in another video so that you have one interrupted singing video where you can just sing along with and then you have another video that will teach you the technique for each exercise so the link in the description for that is below but what I was thinking about mixed voice right and look mixed voice is the godsend of a YouTube channel for a vocal coach all a vocal coach has to do is drop mixed voice into the title and they're away to the races or else react to a video <laughs> and you're YouTube famous boom <laughs> um but I was like what like what it why and I said because mixed voice really is just good pop vocal technique because mixed voice is unlocking agility it's creating balance it's ensuring that you don't compromise on tone quality as you sing higher in your range it's smoothing out things um it's giving you access to power up high I'm like it's just good pop singing and so I ended up pivoting away from calling my course your vocal practice and I was like oh that's a bit dull isn't it is that a dull title now this might still be a dull title but I was like I feel like it's exactly what it says in the tin now it's pop vocal technique because if I have a specialization it would be not in music theater not in classical but in this kind of stylish pop technique 
singing approach. And that's very founded in like it's it's totally centered around accessing mixed quality. And it's just like, oh, that's kind of a bit of an epiphany, really. That's quite um it's just that. Of course there's more to it, but I just feel like that's the the centerpiece of pop technique is a good quality mix voice. I mean, every single singer I work with is like so about my mix. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's relevant in all other genres, but in pop, it's it's the thing, especially in the type of pop that I teach. So if I was to niche down even further, I'm like pop, soul, R&B, jazz. That would be my lane within the lane. My lanes in the lanes. My sub lanes. So yeah, I mean, mixed voice really is bomb. So there's a reason why everybody loves mixed voice. It's because everybody wants to be a famous pop singer. Okay, I'm down with that. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I enjoyed making it. I was like, oh, I've set up the lights and I don't and now as soon as I'm in it I'm like oh I could talk for another half an hour um but I think I've shared what I wanted to share with you today definitely check out the retreat with the Holistic Songwriting Academy um you should like check out his YouTube channel so it's run by this guy named Friedman and he's a bit of a genius and he makes these unbelievable like high standard songwriting tutorial videos on YouTube they're freaking savage you should watch them he's amazing the team is amazing the writers and the producers that are attracted to doing that particular course are cool and brilliant and talented and you'll love them just check out the link in the description and thanks for watching and if you do want to work with me the link is in the description for that as well okay bye